G.K. Chesterton said Christianity is this fierce contradiction, and we don't resolve the contradictions, they just remain fierce. One of the biblical tensions that you will find in Scripture is the difference between wisdom and special revelation. This podcast is going to be exploring that tension. Check it. Welcome to The Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. God is preaching a sermon to the world through people's lives. People's experience, history, and testimonies all point to some amazing attribute of God that you too can experience. I interview revolutionaries, fire starters, and troublemakers. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life. A voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will step into the abundant life. So let's get rolling. Welcome back to the Kindling Fire. This is a continued conversation from my last podcast that said, Looking for God in the External World. So if you haven't listened to that one, I encourage you to listen to that one first as I talk about some of the the kind of places I got to with, with God and I. And uh, this is kind of like, well, where am I at now? So it's been about six, seven weeks since I basically decided um, I am stopping all quiet times, at least the way I was doing them. Uh, you can list that podcast uh, before and you can kind of hear why I made that decision. Now, it's been six, seven weeks. And... Um, and so what's kind of happened since I had that conversation and where am I at now with God and I and in devotional times and prayer and all these things. So um, so let's start with a quote I started with, and that is G.K. Chesterton, a very fierce believer, uh, who's basically saying, yeah, there's some, there's some tension, there's some contradictions, and they kind of remain fierce, like the idea of, of uh, election versus grace or uh, election versus, um, you know, uh, that you can lose your salvation. And, and there's all these kind of tensions in the Bible. Well, one of the main tensions that I've kind of been, that has been revealed through some of the conflicts that I've been going through with God, honestly, is wisdom versus special revelation. And so, uh, as I mentioned in my previous show, I was going to go talk to my counselor, and so I did. And so I talked to him about kind of where I was at and uh, what I was thinking. And basically, he said, you sound like you you really focus on monastic practices, like this very reclusive pulling away from the external world and kind of creating uh, effectively a spiritual bubble uh, around yourself. And I said, yeah, that's a pretty good <laughs> description. And he goes, I think, and he, and he asked this question. It was such a brilliant question. And he basically said, if we were to be guided and led only by special revelation, and so special revelation is dreams, visions, hearing the voice of God, um, uh, encounters with prophets, uh, interacting with other people that, you know, um, eclipses and signs in nature and and signs in general and and if we were to be only led and directed in our relationship with God by special revelation, why in the world does the Bible talk about wisdom? It doesn't make any sense. You wouldn't need wisdom if you were always guided by special revelation. 
Uh, and so wisdom effectively is knowledge or understanding plus experience. Knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. And so so it, it really kind of set me down. I was sort of like, yeah, that makes total sense. And then the other thing he said was, I think you're over-rotating by stopping all quiet times and trying to create this huge wall between you and God, and you were just going to go, quote, by biblical principles and uh, just use your, your agency of will to guide your Christianity versus any interaction with God in a spiritual sense. But I was at a point, and you could, you've heard that in the last podcast, where I was so frustrated. I was like, I have to slam this door shut so I could figure out what's going on. And so what I've done since that time is that uh, I've, continue, I've continued not to do quiet times as I did previously. And again, by uh, reminder, that was like one to three hours a day uh, where I was in deep uh, sort of having a somewhat of a deep spiritual experience day to day, where I was journaling, hearing the voice of God, um, uh, feeling all my feelings, you know, deeply studying the Bible and trying to extract out, out every implication of it. And uh, and what had happened as the fruit of that activity at this stage of my life was confusion. And, and you know what? I don't want to go through it all. You, you heard it in the first podcast, and if you're interested, go listen to it. So kind of where am I at now? So what I've effectively, the uh, best way I can describe it now is that I have stopped going as extreme as kind of slamming the door shut. And I've, I've started to come back to, well, what is a normal or a balanced view of devotional life look like? And what's the role of wisdom? And so what I did is I sought out, uh, I sought to actually, you know, I started studying the scriptures on wisdom. Are there are there patterns? Is there, what is it? Where does it come from? Um, you know, it, just trying to figure out, like, is there something that I can do as a follower of Christ that's not so um, childish there's childlike faith, and then there's childishness, which is sort of like no, not taking responsibility for decisions. You know, the the parent is always the one making all the calls, and the special revelation camp. You know that a lot of that I ran in, as far as the charismatics run in. You know, there there's almost like a there could be, and I you know whatever it's a podcast, my podcast, I'll say it. There could be a level of immaturity in their spirituality because they don't leverage wisdom and make their own decisions based on what God has already revealed through scripture and their own ability to make the decision to follow that scripture. Always seeking special revelations about all the different aspects of life um, almost uh, takes the the onus or responsibility off the person and, and on to God. Well, you know, the God of my understanding said, go left. The God of my understanding said, marry this person. The God of my understanding says, don't take this job. Do take this job. Do do that. Don't do that. Go here. Don't do that. It's And it just, all of a sudden, that person starts to lose uh, what I referred to as the agency of will, the ability to actually make a decision. So, so um, you know, I think that... Uh, <laughs> So, you know, some of the fruit of what I've been doing in the last six weeks or, or so is honestly um, major clarity. Man, have I gotten clear. Uh, 
Like in a lot of the emotional anxiety that I was experiencing in this sort of like state of of uh, never knowing day to day, quote what God might say or quote what God what God might want me to do or quote whatever, and I was in this constant state of like back on my heels and very unstable, and 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 so and I would kind of believe that God was putting me in that position, and then my natural soulless emotions by quote thinking God is putting me in that position would be okay some days and you know kind of nirvana ish uh, and then other days I'd be kind of ornery because quote God is making me do these things and I don't want to do them or whatever it, it was it, it just messed with me really badly and so um, so anyway um, life has gotten very black and white it's it's gotten very clear um, I don't have a lot of uh, confusion and it's been freaking awesome now uh, you know, I have I have a history of doing psychedelics when I was younger, and and I understand that experience of a psychedelic technicolor kind of experience when you're under the uh, influence of of heavy hallucinogens and what that's kind of like, and so um, that can be very scary, and and that can be um, uh, you know it's just kind of otherworldly, and and one of the things I used to say when I was a young Christian is kind of like Jesus is my drug. Like I used to do a lot of drugs. Now Jesus is my drug. You know, this is going to be what I go to, to feel good, to cope with life, to have supernatural experiences. And, you know, I've kind of matured as a Christian to the point where, you know, how much psychedelic technicolor in my spiritual life do I actually need to function, you know, and isn't even necessary. And so, um, Okay, that's kind of like the negative side. Here's the positive side. Or here, that's kind of, yeah, well, here's kind of my thoughts on it. So, so life has gained clarity. I've gotten a lot of, you know, it's kind of more black and white. But one thing that I'm lacking is inspiration. You know, even though I'm reading scripture, and I'm, and I'm using the agency of my will, and I'm moving forward in a very steady, emotionally stable clear place which god knows i needed that the thing that's missing now in my life is inspiration so um having been a bit of a creative and and kind of like leveraging inspiration for guests to go pursue for this podcast leveraging information uh, inf- uh, inspiration to try to write uh, leveraging inspiration to try to do anything creative in life or create. Um, uh, it, it's, it's like that element of my life got cut off when I kind of, quote, cut off God, you know, and just be like, I'll deal with you at a distance. And I miss the inspiration. Uh, I mean, it's great to pay the rent. You know, I call it the paying the rent life, you know, where it's just like, yeah, I'm going to just pay the rent, you know, and it's, there's not a whole lot of bells and whistles to it. It's just whatever, you know, I'm moral and I pay the rent. And and that's just kind of a boring life. And I never, ever, ever signed up to follow Christ for a boring life because I was going to have an exciting life. Well, this sounds so selfish, but but basically when I came into Christ, I said, you know what? I was going to live an adventure and it was going to destroy me. Now I want to live an adventure with God. And then, you know, and then I kind of got a little bit off, which I've talked about. 
And and then I'm like, well, just cut all that off. And then life becomes very, you know, kind of a cookie cutter and kind of predictable and and steady. And that's good. But there's this inspirational side of life that I, I kind of miss. And so, so I'm kind of trying to find this balance of where I can interact with God um, where, where I can maintain the stability, but also be open for input and surprises. Um, because, and it, you know, there was a lot of time in my life when I was just like, you know, day to day, like who knows what's going to happen, right? And things would happen. I might call somebody. I mean, it's just things were always, you know, kind of like happening in a sort of um, fortuitous way. Not always, but but it just made kind of like kind of exciting. And God was a part of that. But I kind of got off. But enough about that. All right. So so that's kind of an update of where I'm at. And so, but what I want to do is, and for this show, is not just, you know, <laughs> just talk to you guys about where I'm at with all that, but hopefully you're interested, is that I'm going to talk about wisdom. What have I learned about wisdom? I've been studying it. What are, what are the things that I've gained about it? And uh, and I really have come to appreciate the power and the the truth that God did not talk about wisdom in the Bible if all he wanted to do was supernaturally direct you. There is a powerful um, uh, superpower that we have as Christians to be able to walk as wise men and women, leveraging the knowledge that God has given us through circumstances and the Bible, mostly the Bible, and and experience, marrying that knowledge with experience, and being able to see having wisdom in that. So, so let me share uh, what I've learned, and hopefully it will help you, and uh, if you're interested at all. So, so first off, let's start here. Like, where does wisdom come from? Um, you know, it's a good question, and this is from Second Timothy three fifteen, and it says, uh, Paul's talking to Timothy. He said, "How from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, speaking to Timothy, which are able to make you wise." So Paul is basically saying the scripture will make you wise. He's associating those two things together extremely tightly, right? And so where does wisdom come from? The Holy Scriptures. Wisdom will come from your reading of the Scriptures. Okay, so that's one. Another thing is that wisdom is not an esoteric idea, like the idea of like um, uh, like love looks like something. You know, wisdom looks like something, like tangible. Like people can actually say, oh, like they can recognize it. And so what would be a way to recognize wisdom? And this is from James. And it says, but wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all, pure. So that's an internal thing. It's pure. Then it's peace loving. That's an external thing where you're interacting with each with other people. It's peace loving. It doesn't love to fight. Wisdom is peace loving, which is not an internal experience, but an interpersonal uh, experience uh, with others. It is considerate. Again, an external thing. Considerate of other people. Consider- wisdom is considerate of other people. It's an external thing that can be seen. It is submissive. Submissive to God's ways. 
and um, yeah, and, and in some degrees, authorities that God has placed over you in your life. Um, not exclusively, that's a major topic. Um, so there's wisdom in your submission. Uh, so you have to read scripture about that. You know, you can see how people, um, you know, under bad authority were not submissive because it was not God's will to do so. But that's a bigger topic. Um, it was full of mercy and good fruit. So wisdom, that's an external thing, full of mercy. So the interpersonal relationships of mercy and full of good fruit. And, and then I immediately thought, okay, well, what kind of good fruit does wisdom look like? Well, Galatians 5, it's a fruit of self-control, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, love, loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, and gentle. So wisdom is full interpersonally of these things. And where do you get wisdom from? The scripture. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about the practicality of gaining wisdom as well. It is impartial. So it's not treating people with favoritism. In fact, James is very direct about treating people with favoritism. As Christians, we should not, irrespective of their faith, of their moral choices, um, we should not show favoritism. We should be impartial in presenting who Jesus is to people. And then it is sincere. That is an internal thing. You know whether you're playing a game or you're sincere or not. Wisdom that is from heaven is sincere. And then I think of the scripture that says love must be sincere, right? And so wisdom looks like these things. So it actually looks like something tangible in a person's life. So if you can see somebody and be like, wow, they are really wise, they should look like these things internally and externally in their relationships. So... So that was really cool. I, I've never really kind of saw that jump out. And so where, and so, what's another thing about wisdom? Uh, Ecclesiastes 2.26, uh, Solomon writes, To the man or woman who pleases God, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. Doesn't that sound amazing? Ecclesiastes uh, 2.26, To the man or woman who pleases God, God will give him wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. Man, give me that. I'll take it. Uh, so another thing is that um, if God, God has given people in the scripture wisdom, and Solomon obviously is one of those. But here's the question. If God gave Solomon wisdom or Daniel or anybody else that's kind of stood out in the scripture as wise, would he not also give us wisdom? I mean, I'm thinking of that, uh, I'll just go right to it, that verse in James where it basically says, um, oh, I didn't write it down here, but basically if anyone, if anyone is lacking wisdom, oh, here it is, if any of you lacks wisdom, so you desire it and you need it in a situation. You may already have it, by the way. So that was one of the things that in I'm one of the you don't always have to ask for wisdom because you may already have the wisdom you need. You just need to make the decision on the wisdom you have. But if you lack it, okay, that's the scripture in James. If you lack it and you don't already have it, he should ask God, who is generous, uh, who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it, wisdom, will be given to him. James 
1.5. So let's go back to Solomon. If God gave it to Solomon, I believe God can give it to you. Uh, God gave Solomon wisdom. He gave him very great insight and a breadth of understanding. And that was in 1 Kings 4.29. One of the things that's interesting is that when you read about what kind of understanding and wisdom he had, it talked about him knowing everything about plant life and all these things about animals and how all these things work together. Like it wasn't just spiritual stuff that Solomon was so noted for. It was just a general wisdom. And... Um, uh, yeah, so that was kind of cool. Um, another thing is that wisdom from God is noticeable by others. And I'm thinking of the Queen of Sheba, you know, who basically said, I heard that you were wise, but when I came here and saw it for myself, uh, it's even greater than what I heard. So she recognized the wisdom that God had given Solomon. Well, this is about Daniel, and it says, in every manner, uh, Daniel 1.20, in every matter, not manner, and every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned Daniel and his friends, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters in the whole kingdom. And notice that he contrasts the hyper-spiritual, probably ayahuasca, doing hallucinogens, magicians and enchanters and their, quote, special revelation and wisdom, it was the wisdom of God, which is less woo and more stable, was 10 times greater than that. It was That's just so cool. So another thing is that, um, so one of the things that I was thinking about in this quest that I've been on about special revelation versus wisdom is, can you be wise apart from God? I mean, that's kind of one of the questions. Like, how much do I need God to be wise? I've already got a lot of life experience. I've already got a lot of scripture. So what's, like, can I just get it without him? And um, yeah, I mean, I'm asking these like fundamental life questions because, you know, I just got to a crossroads in some of my, you know, knowledge that I just wanted to know, you know. And so here, here's um, what it says in Job. God understands the way of wisdom, and he alone knows where wisdom dwells. The other one, uh, that's in Job 28, another and 22, and another verse in Job 28, 28. He said, and he said to man, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. So the thing that jumped out at me was um, that God knows the way of wisdom, and God alone knows where wisdom dwells. So a lot of times we're thinking, oh, well, I just, at least I was thinking, yeah, you know, I don't, I mean, whatever, I'll just say it. Like, I was kind of thinking, like, how much do I need God? Is basically, I mean, I was like dealing with these like really fundamental questions. And to me, if I desire wisdom, God knows where it dwells, what circumstance, what situation I'm going to go through, what thing I'm going to read or be exposed to or what, whatever, like God knows. And so if I were to cut myself off from God, not only does life become, you know, more boring, which I have experienced um, and, and less inspirational, but good luck in trying to find wisdom because he alone knows where it dwells and he will guide you to it 
uh, if you're open to it. So the last few scriptures on wisdom uh, is that longevity, riches, and honor are in wisdom's hands based on Proverbs. So this is Proverbs 3, 17 through 18. Long life is in wisdom's right hand and wisdom's left hand are riches and honor. Wisdom's ways are pleasant ways and all wisdom's paths are peace. Love that verse. Uh, Proverbs 3, 17 through 18. Last one is that wisdom is supreme. It says in Proverbs 4, 7, Therefore, get wisdom, though it costs you all you have. Get understanding. So, so I am uh, coming back a little bit, right? So I've I've really delved into wisdom and 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 uh, you know have been really leaning on that far more than than special revelation of any kind. And and since I started this, I. Um, you know, I, I'll probably get more open to special revelation, but I'm just really wary of it at the moment. Uh, but I, you know, just some basics uh, of kind of, you know, with my counselor telling me about over rotating, you know, Jesus went away to a quiet place for one on one devotional time with God, right? It is a practice that we should have, even though I was kind of done with it. Um, there are different ways to have it. I think that's one of the ways that I'm learning is that you can still have a devotional life and it not look like what I was doing. Um, you know, today I, I do have set aside some time for scripture reading or for, for prayer, but it's a lot shorter. It's a lot more to the point, And I'm not in, kind of creating these states of being where I'm just kind of open to anything which is kind of what I was doing uh, through some of the meditative Christian practices and stuff I was doing. And and um, I don't know, maybe I'll get there again, but I, I don't see it anytime soon with, with kind of the fruit that's kind of been the result of some of that stuff. Um, I think that's it. That's all I wanted to share with you guys, kind of bring you on the journey. I do have guests coming back on, so uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, I'm so glad that we get to do this together. And... Uh, wisdom and revelation. I think God wants to have both. Um, and sometimes we can over-rotate on one or the other. So I'm kind of on the, in the camp where I'm trying to learn more about wisdom, scripture, biblical principles, using the agency of my will to to move forward in life and not always heavily relying on some supernatural experience. Um, not that I'd, I'm opposed to them happening, but at this stage, I, I really need to over-rotate on wisdom. So thank you guys so much. Be awesome. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. I am doing a YouTube channel, so we do video formats of these podcasts, and we'd love to have you look there. Okay guys, until next time, be awesome.